Appreciate him. We wait on Jesus. We dare to wait on you, Lord. We will not take our own way. We will not take our own path. We will wait. We will wait on you. We will wait on you. Can you appreciate Jesus? Appreciate him tonight. We wait on you, Jesus. We wait on you. We wait on you. We wait on you. We wait on you, Jesus. Appreciate him. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you, everyone. I just want to welcome our online viewers. Thank you for joining us tonight. Briefly tonight, we're going to be talking about waiting on God. We started that on Sunday, and we're going to continue in that uh, uh, in that speed, waiting on God, waiting on God, hallelujah, hallelujah, waiting on God, you know, like I said last Sunday, we are in a season where nobody likes to wait, I don't know if you can bear witness, nobody likes to wait. We want it fast. Even our internet has made it, uh, technology has made it even uh, easier for everybody. Nobody wants to wait. Waiting can be very frustrating. Hallelujah. You know, but sometimes in working with God, you have to wait. Praise God. Sometimes in working with God, you have to wait. There are times you need to wait on God. Amen. There are times you need to wait on God. So, and I'm, I, I know this has been a, a, a point of frustration for a lot of people. And I say, why do I have to wait? Amen. They say, why do I have to wait on God? Why can't I just ask anything and it is given unto me? Must I wait? Praise God. Must I wait? I was saying, what are the things we are to remember? Answer right now. Praise God. Why can't I get my answer right now? Why is my answer being delayed? And we, I told you, there are things we need to remember in this season. Amen? There are things we need to remember. That there is natural delay between planting and harvesting. Hallelujah. There is what? Natural delay between what? Planting and harvesting. That means when you sow a seed, it's not the same time that you receive it. Praise God. When you do what? When you sow a seed, it's not the same time that you receive it. There is a time gap between the time of sowing and the time of reaping. Praise God. Praise God. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 from verse 1 to 5, it said there is a time for everything. A season of activity under heaven then it says a time to plant a time to harvest 
a time to scatter and a time to gather. Praise God. So you plant your seed in one season and you harvest it in another season. Some of you right now, you are in the season of sowing seeds. Some other people are in the season of harvesting. You know, when you now begin to compare yourself, somebody who is in the season of harvesting and you that are in the season of sowing seed, what happened? Problem starts. You begin to have issues. Alright? You begin to think that God is not faithful to you. You know, somebody said, don't compare your morning season with somebody's afternoon season. Amen. Sometimes we are in our morning season, but we are comparing our morning season with other people who are in their afternoon seasons. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. So if you are in your morning season now, be patient. You will soon get your, to your afternoon season. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You will soon get to what? Your afternoon season. Amen. So there is a time for everything. So if you are in your morning season, what do you do? Be patient. For your harvesting season, your afternoon season is coming. Praise God. Your time for harvest is coming. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now there is, I know another thing you need to remember is there is an unseen battle going on. When you, from the time you make that prayer, from the time you sow that seed, which is the seed of your faith, the seed of prayer, there is a season. Amen. There is what? A season between your time of planting and your time of harvesting. And in that season, there is an unseen battle that is going on. We know that, you know, in, in, when we read about Daniel, that Daniel had to wait for 21 days to get answers for his prayers. And in this period, there was war in the realm of the spirit. Right now, some of you, you are in your waiting period, and there is war going on in the realm of the spirit concerning the things you have asked God for. And that is why you should not just relax. Even now that you have asked, you still battle in the spirit. And how do you battle? The battle, because what the devil does is that after you have asked him for something, he sends doubt to you. He sends discouragement. He sends unbelief. Praise God. And because, you know why he does this? Because he knows that you cannot receive anything from God if you are double-minded. The devil knows that you cannot receive anything from God if you are what? If you are double-minded. So he sends doubt to you. He sends unbelief. He sends discouragement. He sends fear. He sends disappointment. And now when these things are there, what happens? You begin to get anxious. You begin to get anxious. And you begin to feel like God has not answered my prayer. Will my prayer ever be answered? I have a good news for you. If God has promised you that thing, amen, if it is God that has promised you that thing, it will come to pass. Nothing will stop the will of God from coming to pass in your life. You are the only one that can stop it. How? By your unbelief. By your discouragement. By your doubts. By your fear. By your worry and anxious. And that is what the devil wants to achieve. Look, can you off that mic? Because the fan is still in the mic. Okay. 
That is what the devil wants to achieve. Amen. Amen. That's what the devil... Can you mute the mic? Mute the mic on, your, on that side. Praise God. Amen. Sorry, the mic was interfering with that. Okay? So that's what the devil wants to achieve. What the devil wants to achieve is discourage you. What the devil wants to achieve is for you to violate the law that will release the things you want. Amen. So what the devil does is that he brings in discouragement, brings in all kinds of things so that you will not stay with what God has told you. So if you are listening to me and you have asked God for something and it has not come to pass, don't be discouraged. Praise God. Don't be discouraged. It's not a time for you to... You know, sometimes, some of the prayers we even pray is a prayer of doubt. <laughs> because after you have asked God for something and it's not coming, so you think that you have to pray more. I, I, I don't know if you get my point. Some people think, you know, it's like the prayer I have prayed is not enough. I need more fire prayer for this thing to come to pass. No, it's not true. The Bible says it's God deaf to hear you. When you do that, it's like, you know, God did not hear you the first time. So you need to, you need to do a, a, a more tougher prayer. And God even condemned that. Because he told, he said the Pharisees think that, you know, they will be heard by their many words. He said, but your heavenly father already knows what you will ask before you ask. He, said, he was telling the, the disciples, he said, don't be like these Pharisees. They keep repeating. They think that by repetition of words and by, you know, praying more, adding more to the prayer, that that's what, so it's like God hear you by the multitude or by the loudness or by the uh, 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 amount or quantity of your prayer. No! If you say that, what you are saying is that it's now your effort that produced the thing, not God. So when you pray, after you have prayed, what do you do? You believe God. In fact, your attitude shows whether you, you are going to get a result or not. And that is why a lot of people spend a lot of time in prayers and get no result. What is the problem? The problem is that they, the one they prayed first, they didn't believe it. <laughs> Praise God, that's it. They didn't believe the one they prayed. Because if you have prayed and you believe, what do you do? You enter into joy. You enter into rejoicing over that matter. In fact, the next time you come in the place of prayer, you are not praying like somebody who has doubt whether it's going to happen or not. Anytime you come in the place of prayer, you come in the place of prayer with rejoicing. Because what the devil wants to do is to tell you that the prayer you prayed before is not enough. That the one you prayed before is deficient. So you need to pray more. You know, they say push until something happens. And then people go on and pray, and pray, and pray. Prayer is good. But you see, when you pray without understanding, you don't get results. Result comes by understanding how prayer works. Now, hear me. In the time of your waiting, after you have prayed, there, are, there, are, there is a battle going on in the realm of the Spirit. And that battle is to discourage you. That battle is to put fear into you. That battle is to make you anxious. And you need to win the battle of being anxious. You need to win the battle of worry. You need to win the battle of doubt. You need to win the battle of discouragement. You need to win the battle of disappointments. That's where the battle is. And where is this battle? It's in your mind. Are you hearing me? That's what the Bible said. He said our, our struggle is not what? 
against flesh and blood but against what evil spiritual forces in the heavenly realms the rulers authorities powers of darkness in the heavenly realms and, and what, what what is your access to the heavenly realms your mind your mind and your spirit that's your access to the to the spiritual realm that's your access to the unseen how do you access the unseen how do you access the unseen realms it's through your mind it's through your spirit and that is where the battle is so when you have prayed your struggle is not against flesh and blood but against spiritual forces in the heavenly realms through spiritual forces in your mind spiritual forces in your mind trying to discourage you trying to tell you that the prayer you prayed is not working right people say ask and it shall be given unto you knock and keep knocking and the door will open hallelujah he says seek and keep seeking and you will receive so when you pray there are battle going on the battle over that results going starts working and where is the battle in your mind so you need to guard your heart the bible said guard your heart what with all diligence for out of it flows what the issues of life so that is where the battle is that is the battleground over the result whether you're going to get the result of that or not is in your mind hallelujah hallelujah delay is not denial praise god god is preparing me for his blessing that's the next thing you need to learn that god is what preparing me for his blessing when you have prayed the time between when you have prayed and the time you get the result there is what a preparation for the blessing that is about to be released to you there is a training it's just like god you ask god for something massive and god have seen that look if i give it to you now you will not be able to manage it what does he do he starts training you he starts introducing you to some kind of training that will prepare you for that place some of you right now you are saying oh god i want to be a governor but god knows that if you become a governor now <laughs> You will compromise. You will do some things that are not in line with, with his purpose and plan. And what does he do? He starts to put you in places where you can govern first. In small places. He arranged things. Put you in some training. It's just like a, a, a prince who is preparing to take over from his father. What happened? He undergoes all kinds of training. You see the father introduce him to all kinds of training to prepare him for the crown. Hallelujah. So we are being prepared for the crown. We are being prepared for the crown. We are being prepared for the salvation. We are being prepared for what? For the result, for the harvest. I hope you know that after the seed has been planted, the seed is watered. The seed is taken care of until it comes to time when the harvest will be released. Praise God. So when you are waiting, God is working. Hallelujah. When you are waiting, what is happening? God is working. 
look at what first peter chapter 1 from verse 6 and 7 it said there is wonderful joy ahead when though it is necessary for you to endure many trials for a while these troubles may test your faith to show that it is strong and pure just as fire tests purifies gold and your faith is far more precious than gold than mere, than, than mere gold it's more precious to god than mere gold so stop going to the fire now you're going through those trials you're going through those times but what is happening is that god is preparing you god is purifying you amen god is removing every talk everything that will stop you from getting your inheritance amen you know we, we said it that that you know uh, uh, we, we gave an example that faith is like a pregnant woman okay a woman that is pregnant with a baby all right she waits expectantly all right she waits expectantly and she prepares for the delivery huh? she prepares for the delivery she buys things buy the baby things and everything and then she waits for the right time you know how many of you how many of you feel like you're carrying a baby right now <laughs> you feel like you're carrying a baby in your womb some things you have asked god for has not materialized yet but you can feel it you can feel it you know that you are going to happen it's going to happen someday hallelujah you know that something great is going to happen someday amen so you're going, you are expectant then the first one is that i am in good company while i am waiting now know that it's not only you that is waiting <laughs> praise god it's not only you that is what on the waiting room for your for your for what you are believing god to happen a lot of other people are waiting there are people that have waited abraham waited okay the saints that have gone before you they all waited they all waited you know hannah had to wait for samuel Okay, Hannah had to wait for her baby. Think about Joseph. Joseph had to wait after God gave him a vision. He spent 14 years in prison for a crime he didn't commit. <laughs> Do you understand? Sometimes you go through these things, they are all in preparation for what God is about to do in your life. Praise God. The same thing with Moses. Moses wandered in the wilderness for 40 years while he waited for the next assignment and to know his purpose in life abraham waited for 100 years before he had isaac the child that god has promised him noah for 120 years hebrew chapter 6 verse 15 he said after waiting patiently abraham received what was promised what i'm encouraging us this evening is that in that time of waiting just know that god is with you hallelujah then the, the, the next thing i want us to to remember is that god always keeps his promises god cannot fail can you hear me 
God cannot fail. He always keeps his promises. If he, if, he has, if he has said that to you, then definitely it will come to pass. No matter how long it takes, it will come to pass. He cannot fail. So be rest assured. He that keeps his, he that keeps Israel neither sleeps nor what nor slumber. It will come to pass. Has he said anything to you? It will come to pass. It's not time to be worried. It's not time to be anxious. You know, you know. I was, I was meditating this afternoon, and I thought I, I, I was just going through my mind that on on the works on how God had been working, you know, in my life and the life of my family and the life of the church, you know, for for the past uh, over a year now that we started this ministry, you know. And I discovered one of the greatest battles that I fight. And that battle is the battle to stay happy, irrespective of the situation. <laughs> because the enemy throws all kinds of jabs at you. The enemy throws all kinds of things that is built to disappoint, uh, to, to, to discourage you. That is built to make you feel sad and make you feel unhappy. But the greatest battle to fight is to stay happy. Are you hearing me now? The greatest battle to fight is to stay happy. It's him that overcomes that battle that gets the prize. Because you need to disappoint the devil over your life. What the devil wants you to do is to be sad concerning that situation. And listen, do you, have you wondered that even if you get sad right now, it cannot change anything. How many of you have been in a situation and you got so angry? Did your anger produce the result? Never. You got so worried. Some people will go to a, to a place to drink and they drink to stupor. You finish your drinking and you fell, on, you fell inside the gutter. They carried you, brought you home. You wake up in the morning, the problem is still there. In fact, if you were crying while you were drinking, after the drinking, you, if you remember the problem, you continue the crying. Does it solve it? No, it doesn't. Praise God. Praise God. So what should I do? Rejoice evermore. In everything, do what? Give thanks. For this is the will of God concerning you. So in your time of waiting, rejoice. No matter the disappointment that is happening in your life right now, rejoice. Be excited. Be happy. Your sadness cannot add to anything. Your carrying face, it cannot change it. Rejoice. It's in when you, you see, it's in your joy, your rejoicing that you begin to see the way out. It's in your rejoicing that your mind begins, you know, the Holy Ghost. Because when you are sad, the Holy Ghost cannot even, you, you can't even hear the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost is what what, what, what is it? How, how do you know the presence of the Holy The Bible says righteousness, peace, and what? The Holy Ghost. That is the kingdom of God. So, the Holy Ghost operates in joy. The Holy Ghost operates in righteousness. The Holy Ghost operates in, a, in an atmosphere of what? Peace. So, if you want to see the sign of the Holy Ghost in somebody's life, Check their life, you will see righteousness. Check their life, you will see peace. Check their life, you will see joy. When joy is taken away, the spirit 
cannot be in the life of somebody who is sad and 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 and, and crying and and all and worried. No. If you want to introduce the presence of God, what do you do? You rejoice. You open up for joy. You open up for joy. You want this concept, no matter the situation, you open up for joy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we say that when you are waiting, is the time that God is beginning to speak certain things to you. The Holy Ghost begins to give you instructions. You know, people think that you will pray to get results. But you see, when you pray, uh, you no know, people think by praying you will solve the problem. No. When you pray, God gives you an idea of how to solve the problem. So, prayers in itself does not solve the problem. But rather, prayers give you the weapon, put you in the right frame, connect you to the resources you need to get that problem solved. So, people pray and they sit down and I'm chill on God. And they don't make any move. <laughs> no. When you pray, you are praying to get instruction. You are asking, what do we do the next? Are you hearing me? You are asking God, what do we do next? Do I need to call someone? Holy Ghost, open my eyes. Holy Ghost, speak to my heart. What is the next step I need to take concerning this thing I'm believing you for? And you begin to hear the voice of God, the instructions of heaven. He will say, call this. Do this. And immediately you begin to hear that and you begin to follow that instruction. What will happen? The doors will open. But if you pray and sit down and not and you and, 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 and you don't get any response from, from heaven through your through your intuition, through your mind, you may never get any result. So when you pray, you wait for instructions. Sometimes the instruction can come from a friend. Sometimes the instruction can come from least expected things. But when you hear that instruction, you, there is a confirmation in your heart that, look, this is what I need to do right now. And you go about doing it. Also, in this, process, in this time of waiting, God is giving you instructions. God is training you. God is teaching you some lessons. What do you do? You write, take those lessons, write them down. If there are things that God is trying to work on you, write them down. Put down those things that God is changing. Put down those things that God is doing in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Write it down. During your time of wilderness, write it down. The Bible said that if you read Numbers chapter 33 verse 2, at the Lord's direction, Moses kept a written record of their progress. So when you're making progress, do what? Put it down record it because you will refer to it one day you will know how far thus far god has what god has brought you because you see if you don't learn that lesson you may repeat the mistake but if you learn that lesson whenever that you face that a similar situation what happened you will remember how god that's what we're talking about remembering our Ebenezer's. there is power in remembering if if david did not keep record Eh? of how he killed the bear and the lion he would not have had the boldness to face Goliath can you hear me now are you, are you listening to me if David did not keep record of how he killed the bear and the lion there wouldn't be any you know strength to face Goliath 
He drew strength from the past experience, from the, 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 the how God had delivered him. Because he knows how mighty God is. And he faced it and overcame. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So in Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 2, he said, Remember what you have learned about the Lord through your experience with him. Remember what you have learned about the Lord through your experience with him. Let me tell you, in my own life, I've gone through series of challenges. And sometimes when I hit, when I hit a trouble or a challenge ahead of me, and I don't know what to do, I go back to my years. I go back to the places God have delivered me. And I draw strength from there. I go back to my Ebenezer. He said, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. There are places that God have delivered you before. What do you do? Don't forget it. Go back to them. And see that that same God that delivered you from the bear, that same God that delivered you from the lion, is able to deliver you from this Goliath that is before you right now. Draw strength from the lessons that God has taught you. The second thing that we need to do while we were waiting, while we are waiting is what? Act as though you already have it. This is very powerful. Are you hearing me? This is very powerful. The Bible said that the promises of God are yea, are what? Are yea and amen. It's already settled. It's already done. Look at how Jesus prayed. Praise God. Look at how Jesus prayed. The Bible said that, you know, when Jesus raised Lazarus, how did he pray? He said, I thank you, Father, because you always hear me. I'm only doing this so that these people will know, will see it. You always hear me. So you must come in a position that is already done. You must see that it's already done. You know, when you understand that what you're asking for, God has already taken care of it. What happens? It, it takes away the burden off your neck. People carry burdens everywhere of prayer. Of, of, of fighting. Ah, this thing must happen. Hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. If you understand that it's already done in Christ, everything you're going to ask for is already done. When you come to a place of prayer, you, you're not coming with, with, with worry and anxiety. You're coming with joy because you understand that everything you're going to ask is already done in Christ. You're only coming to, to, to enforce those things that have already been, been, been wrought for you in Christ Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. So it is very important. The Bible said that God called the things that be not as though they were. The things that are not yet seen, it is being called as though it's already in existence. So you must be able to call the things that be not as though they were. He said, whatever you ask for, in, in Mark chapter 11, verse 24, he said, whatever you ask for in prayer, do what? Whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have already received it, and it will be yours. Believe that you have already received it, and it will be yours. Hallelujah. So you have to thank God after you have received it. 
When you thank God after you have received something, it's gratitude. But when you thank God before you receive it, that is faith. Praise God. So like a pregnant woman, we prepare. We are expectant. We are not in doubt. Can a pregnant woman be doubting if there is a baby in her womb? No. She already knows. She can feel the baby kicking. She sees that the baby is growing every day. So she's expectant. I don't know how many of you are expectant of the things that you have prayed and asked God for. You are expectant. God is going to do it in Jesus' name. Alright? And waiting is not passive. It's not passivity. People don't just wait and just relax and sit down and say it's going to come. No. You have to be active. Praise God. You have to be active. So what are you going to be active at? You have to get ready. You have to be expectant. You have to take action. You have to hear what God is telling you and you take action. Alright? Praise God. Amen. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. He was appointed father in the sight of God, in whom we believe, who gives life to the dead and speak for non-existing things. He has foretold and promised as if they were already existing. Call it forth. Speak about them like they already they are already there. Hallelujah. Then imitate the habit that that grows strong faith. Imitate habit. Look at people around you. Amen. Look at people around you and see the people that are, 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 are you know that are following the path. Paul said, follow me as what? I follow Christ. Follow me as I follow Christ. When you see people who are following Christ, what do you do? You imitate them. We do not want to become lazy, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. Praise God. So keep on putting into practice all you have learned from me and heard from me and saw me do it. This is Philippians chapter 4 verse 9. Paul keeps telling the Christians, put into practice. So there are believers in your, in, your, in your environment, there are believers you see, and you see how they conduct themselves, you know, in their time of waiting. What do you do? You put it into practice. There are testimonies you've heard about people that have endured and, and God came through for them. Follow their pattern. Praise God. So you keep praying. You keep serving. Get involved. Don't be lazy. The Bible said in Romans chapter 12 verse 11. He said, do not be lazy in your work, but serve the Lord enthusiastically. So what do you do? Get involved. Get into service. Find a church around you. Be part of something. Don't just sit down and wait and lazy about. Keep on sowing. Keep on what sowing. Somebody say, I have sowed seeds. I have sowed seeds. No, listen. It's a relationship with God. It's not, it's not, uh, 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 you're not playing gambling with God. It's a relationship. And that is why giving should not be coerced. Giving should not be uh, 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 manipulated. It should be from your heart as God leads you. Keep sowing. Keep sowing and keep believing. And you will see what God will do. You know, in the book of Timothy chapter 3 verse 14, it said, You must keep on believing the things you have been taught. You know they are true. Praise God. Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 14. Keep on believing. Alright? Stay active. Don't be passive. God cannot steer a parked car. Don't tell God you are waiting on him. Turn on the ignition and just start driving. Somebody will say, where? Where am I driving? Anywhere! Get involved in a ministry. Get involved in service. Get involved in small groups. Do the things you know you could be doing to develop your skills and habits. 
and become more like Jesus. Praise God. While you are waiting, be active. Amen. While you are waiting, be active. Then the last part, then we'll start, we'll start praying. Trust God instead of panicking. How do you know somebody that trusts God? They are not anxious. You cannot trust God and be anxious at the same time. You cannot trust God and be worried at the same time. They cannot go pari passu. So you cannot trust God, you know, and, and feel depressed at the same time. No. When you trust God, it shows in your confidence that God got your back. Amen. That God was got your back. His will will be done in your life. Even if you lose that thing, you think that that is that is this is it, this is it, this is it. You feel that this is exactly what you want, and you lose it. It's because God is preparing something better for you. Do you trust God that He's got your back, that He's going to work things out for you? That is the question you need to answer. All right. God cannot be late. Hmm? God can never be late. God's timing is always the best. When it appears that God is late, He's never late. He's rather preparing you for a miracle. God is preparing for a miracle. When, when he's, he's taking time, don't worry. There's a miracle on the way. If you can trust him and don't allow anxiety and doubt to consume you, you will see that God will come through for you. Look at the case of Lazarus. They told Jesus that Lazarus was sick. But the Bible said that Jesus delayed for a while. And then the message came back to him and said, Master, don't worry. He's already dead. And we have buried him. And Jesus told the disciples, let's go. And they were like, Oga, Jesus Christ. How can you say let's go? They told you he was sick. That time there was even hope to raise him, uh, to, to heal him. And you waited all this time. And now that they told you he's dead, you are saying let's go. <laughs> Praise God. But Jesus said that the name of God what, will be glorified in this matter. And then they went. And Jesus raised him from the dead. Praise God. So, God wants to... If, if God decides to wait, He's preparing you for a bigger miracle. He's preparing for something beyond your mind. Can we be on our feet and as we begin to thank God tonight? Just begin to appreciate Him. Begin to appreciate Him. He's preparing you for a miracle. He's preparing you for something beyond your mind. God is preparing you for something beyond your mind. It will manifest soon something beyond your imagination. Far above all you could ever think or imagine. Can you appreciate God tonight? Appreciate Him tonight. Lord, I thank you for all the things I asked you for. I thank you for all the things I'm believing you for. For it's working out for my good. It's working out in my favor. It's coming out in my favor. Hey, if I haven't received them now, it's because you have a plan. It's because there is a miracle that is being organized for me. It's because there is something massive that is coming out for me. Therefore, Lord, I trust you. Can you begin to appreciate God? Begin to lift up those things you are trusting Him for. Those things you are believing God for. Lift them up before God. Lift them up before God and begin to appreciate Him. And say, Lord, I thank you because they are coming. I thank you because it is not late. It can never be late. You are never late. You are right on time. If it has not come now, it's because there is a plan. It's because you are preparing me for something massive. It's because you are preparing me for something no man, no eyes have seen, no ears have heard. Something beyond all imagination. Can you appreciate God? Appreciate Him. Father, we give you praise. 
Lord, we honor you because something beyond all mine, something not my hands are produced, are the things you are preparing for me. They are coming in my favor. In the name of Jesus Christ, it's all working out for my good. It's all working out for my good. Open your mouth right now, begin to declare. Lord, I thank you for the things you are preparing for me. I thank you for the things you are preparing for me. Everything is working out in my favor. Everything is working out in my favor. In the name of Jesus, while I am waiting, I rejoice. I rejoice with joy unspeakable, full of glory. With joy unspeakable, full of glory. I rejoice, even though I have not seen it yet. I rejoice. I call for the things that be not as though they were. I bask in the joy of the existence of those things. I rejoice in the joy of the existence of those things because I know you have worked it out. You have worked it out in your own power, in your own power, in your own way. Far above all principalities and power, far above all demonic operations, because the battle you have won already. Therefore, I am not discouraged. I am not discouraged. I am not afraid. My confidence in you is sure. My confidence in you is strong. Because I know you are working it out. It's all coming out in my favor. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we give you praise. Thank you. Right now, begin to thank God for those things. Begin to thank God for those things. And begin to receive them. Receive them. Receive them. Receive them. Receive them. Receive them. Receive those things. Receive the things God has promised you. Receive it. Lord, I thank you because those things are in my hands right now. I receive them in the name of Jesus Christ. I receive them in the name of Jesus Christ. It is your will that I have them. Therefore, I receive. I receive. I receive. I receive. There shall be performance. There is performance. Because I believe. There is performance. For them that believe, there is performance. I believe. I believe. I believe. I know it's coming. I know it's coming. In the name of Jesus. Therefore, I rejoice. I rejoice with joy unspeakable full of glory. The Bible said righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. I have peace concerning those things. I have peace concerning those things. I have peace concerning those things. I rejoice. I rejoice. And I have the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I rejoice concerning those things. I rejoice. I rejoice because I know is working out in my favor because I know it's working out for my good. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, Father, we give you praise tonight. We worship you for all those that are listening to us right now. And I declare that everything they believe God for, soon they will deliver. They are pregnant with those things right now. They can feel it in their wombs. In their womb of faith, they can feel it. It is growing. They know that soon it will be time for harvest. It will be time for deliverance. It will be time to receive the fruit of what is the womb. In the name of Jesus Christ. Every spirit of discouragement, I rebuke you. Every spirit of fear, I rebuke you. Every spirit of doubt, I rebuke you. Every spirit of disappointment, 
I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Get out from the life of my listener right now. And they are strong. They trust the Lord. They believe God. They have confidence that he that started the good work will bring it to accomplishment. They have confidence that God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all they could ever ask or imagine. Every fear is removed. They have confidence. They trust God. And soon they will see the fruits. They will receive the fruit of their faith. The Bible said, if we do not faint, we shall receive. We should, if we do not faint, we shall receive. These ones will not faint. They will not faint in the name of Jesus. They will not faint in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, everyone, for joining us tonight. God bless you. God bless you. By 9, 9.30 this night, we'll, we'll, we'll continue our prayers. 9.30 this night. 9.30 to 10 is one hour prayers. 9.30 to 10, we'll continue our prayers. One hour, yes. One hour prayers. 9.30 to 10, all right? 9.30 is one hour. Yeah, no, 9.30 to 10.30, sorry. 9, 9.30 to 10.30, amen. We, we, it was 30 minutes before, but we changed it to one hour because some people said, we need to pray more. The 30 minutes is too small, so we extended it to one hour. So it's 9.30 to 10.30 every night till Sunday night. Sunday night is the, is the last night. So we've been on it. We were there. We started on Monday, Tuesday, and today is Wednesday, the third day. So make sure you are here. You know, tonight we're going to be praying for wisdom. Okay? We're going to pray. We'll be praying for wisdom. So get ready as God will release wisdom upon you. You know, to be able to handle the things uh, that, that, that is happening in your life. Praise God. You know, when, when the Bible said that God is generous, He will give to everyone that asks. Hallelujah. Without any discrimination. So get ready tonight because God is going to release wisdom upon you this night. God is going to release understanding that you will know how to navigate the things that, 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 that you face every day. You know, the spirit of wisdom is going to be released tonight. So get ready and get prepared as we pray tonight from 9.30 to 10.30. God bless you. Praise God. Our services are on, every Sunday starts by 9 a.m. By 9 a.m. We are here 9 a.m. to uh, 11. Praise God. 9 a.m. to 11. Two-hour service. So please make sure you join us on Sunday. Every Wednesday we are here by 6.30. And God bless you as you always join us. And uh, please, for offering, for those that you want to give your offerings, please, the, the account numbers are online. Please check, uh, check the online. You will see the account numbers. They are posted online. Make sure you give as God has led in your heart. Remember, remember. Okay, also in Mixella, please. You remember to uh, 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 get the account numbers, please. Uh, it, it will be on the comment section. Make sure you post it on the comment section. It will be on the comment section of Mixella. Please make when you are giving to Crestline, you are not giving to me. You are not giving to any of the pastors in Crestline. You are giving to God. You are giving to the vision of Crestline. What is the vision of Crestline? To 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 reach the unchurched and to build a balanced life. Every fund we receive in Crestline is channeled to reaching the unchurched and building a balanced life. 
that is our vision that is what god has uh, uh, set up that's why god set up this uh, 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 uh commission all right god set it up for this purpose this vision is going places we're reaching more lives and we're doing more things for god and i tell you it requires finance it requires money ministry requires money and we can only do